Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. We um, have our next uh, guest with us in the we studio. Do. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Sean Lynch here, who is the curator of the... Uh, of the de- of Desired Lines, which is a uh, exhibition on at the City Gallery. Uh, welcome to the show, Sean. Great, thanks so much. Hi, hello. Hey. Uh, so we always like to start off with a background on who you are, and wait until you hear him talk, people. His <laughs> accent is the most awesome. Uh, and and you can imagine what, exactly. I was gonna, you can imagine what the accent is with a name like Sean Lynch. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, come on, Sean. Tell us all about you. Oh, very good. Well. Uh, so, so I'm an Irish man. Uh, I suppose the week ahead, I can tell you a little bit about St. Patrick and how he got on in the neighbourhood I grew up in. Uh, he tried to cross the river very close to where I live and he turned around and his donkey was stolen. Uh, he became very aggressive about that St. Patrick and he didn't bless the part of the land I grew up in at all as a result <laughs> he turned around and headed off somewhere else so. and didn't he banish um, the snakes or something is yeah. that another you know, like a made up story of course uh, well I mean now they're saying that the, because this character covered so much ground in such a short period of time there was probably a franchise of St. Patrick's going around the place trying to uh, turn everyone into Christmas Christianity. Yeah, yeah, there's a very famous joke about him banishing the snakes, you know. Yeah. Uh, what what did St. Patrick say to the snakes when he was driving them out of Ireland? What? Uh, he turned around in the car and he said, are you all right in the back there, lads? <laughs> oh, oh, boom, boom. Bad Irish jokes. We apologise, people. I've got, got, loads, of them. I got loads of them if you want to hear. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, so w- how did you end up in Australia? Yeah, I came here, first of all, in 2019. And uh, I met a public artwork uh, on University Square. Um, and it's still there until the end of the year. It's called Distant Things Appear Suddenly Near. Uh, so I started having an interest in the history of Melbourne and how public art has been made here and the architecture and lived life, right? Um, how, yeah. how is it, public art? Because um, Marie Cootie, who is uh, a bit of a regular on here, she's uh, an artist and she writes a lot of books. She's just written a book on um, um, women, Daughters of Melbourne saying how there's a lack of uh, statues on women. In the city of Melbourne, and uh, and you're like, uh, yeah, what what's your slant? Yeah, how is the public art here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose there's different ways of thinking about it. It's uh, a lot of the time, public art is sponsored by um, governments or corporations, and it's in their vested interest to portray certain situations, yeah, or styles or scenarios. Um, but beyond that, artists are very good at self organising and finding ways around doing things. Well, how how did you get this piece up? 
Uh, well, uh, it's, uh, I, they made some advertisements for making a sculpture in University Square. Where was University Square? So, uh, very close to the entranceway to the University of Melbourne there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And... Um, what they look at doing now is putting at the big metro station in there. Oh, um, right. So I know the spot. In yep. the years in between, uh, they were the city of Melbourne were happy for a piece of temporary public art to go there. And I suppose one of the good things about getting involved in making temporary pieces is they're for the here and now rather than for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I became very interested in a building called the Corkman which was an Irish bar very close to University Square, was demolished by these rogue building developers uh, yes, one been morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I made a three-quarter size replica of the bar, ah. and that's sitting on the square now. Ah. And then began looking at some other pieces of public art over the last decades in Melbourne. And I came by this work by the late artist, Adelaide artist called Hussein Valamanish, which was made near the Eureka Tower in the 1990s. And some pieces of that, which were removed in the 2000s, began to reappear again as part of the piece I was making. Right. So all that kept me out of trouble for a good bit making it. But also, you know, you get to learn more about the neighbourhood you're in and who's yep. there and all that yep. sort of stuff. And they're very rewarding experiences yeah. when you're travelling, of course. Yeah. Uh, and have you put your hand up for one of the, the sculptures? Because I know there was a call out for um, all the, the underground stations um, about a year or so ago. Do, have you put your hand up for, for one of those? No, no, I'm happy with getting one made, you know, and it's time for other people to have their chance as well, okay. like, you know, All so right. I'd be delighted to see what other artists do in the next while. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. tell us about this exhibition and yeah. tell us about, um, you know, like the a City Gallery. Yeah, so inside in, inside in City Hall on Swanson Street, uh, there's a one-room uh, gallery space, exhibition space, uh, and it's the City Gallery. Mm-hmm. And uh, the exhibitions, there's two or three exhibitions every year in there. <laughs> I love the way it said two or three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The accent is just gorgeous. Okay, great. I'll do it again for you. <laughs> He's going to be a lot of fun out of this there's one. There's two or three <laughs> exhibitions in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm opening one on Wednesday night. And uh, I, again, it was a great reason to get to know the City of Melbourne's own collection. So, and, and it's from the uh, the City of Melbourne's collection. Yes, it's all it? curated yeah. material from that. So once you start digging, it's oh, it's gr- it's great fun because you see all the the engineering department donate all their photographs ah. of, to uh, to there. So it's examples of. Uh, Fellas in Melbourne in the 1950s, uh, t- you know, testing out their steel-capped shoes, you know, so they're just <laughs> dropping pieces of concrete on the oh, shoes, no. make sure they're not going to get hurt. Um, and, and then up from there, they've had a very proactive um, policy of collecting uh, artworks by artists in Melbourne that are about Melbourne. Uh, so there's, a, again, a great reason for me to be digging and finding out more. Yep. Yeah. And so it's called Desire Lines. Uh, wh- wh- what does that mean? Uh, 
Well, you know, a lot, one of the good things about being an artist is you come up with titles and you think you knew what the title was until other people then start telling you their <laughs> version of it. So that's always one of the joys of interpretation, right? Uh, I was thinking a lot about, you know, when you're walking by somewhere and you see the footpath and then you see people have figured out a different way of getting there faster, walking through the grass or something. And that in architecture... Or jaywalking across the road. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, so not great. It's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> if you can get away with it, of course, you want to do it. And um, so these are the desire lines of the city. You know, you instead of um, it's not a case of I think, therefore I am. It should be a case of I feel therefore I am. Oh. And I often thought that was a good way of thinking about cities and not becoming a, a rational entity following all the directions of the streets and stuff like that. Yeah. You can veer off and find different situations or places or mm. conversations that are of worth other than the direction that the city tells you to yeah. go. And But the wonderful thing about the city of Melbourne is the extraordinary laneways and how you know, like they were opened up with I'm sure you're aware yeah. of it. Um, Thirty odd years ago, um, and uh, and it's now part of our you know like DNA in a way, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And even uh, for, for example, there's one piece in uh, the show by an artist here called Larissa Kosloff. And before 9/11 in 1998, she snuck into the Melbourne Stock Exchange with her her camera, her film camera, you know, mm. and then just got the lift up and down all the time in the stock exchange made a very beautiful film you know and the security guards chasing her around the place <laughs> um, so situations like that are to be valued as yeah. well yeah so you, you've got that footage yeah yeah wow yeah yeah so how did the the city gallery end up with that footage yeah i mean they understood the value of the piece and they Whoa. i suppose they purchased it for, for, from Larissa how long ago did stage. they do you know uh, in the last 10 years, I believe, right, because okay. also they have another fantastic work of hers where uh, she filmed um, a bunch of young fellas doing the parkour. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, hopping and lepping around buildings yeah, and yep, bridges yep. and everything. Very foreign thing for uh, an Irish person to come by. They, didn't, they haven't figured out that sort of jump and hop in Ireland yet, you know. Um, so some of that footage and there's other things. There was a, a store on Burke Street called McEwen's Hardware Store. In there they had uh, Melbourne's version of the Walk of Fame. They had a celebrity wall up until, I think, the early 1990s and uh, Australian celebrities would put their hand into concrete oh, right, and right. they'd put their name underneath So you it. got some of that? Yeah, they've got wow. 40 of those pieces in the collection. Are still there? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, the one work I'm showing, uh, nobody knows who it is. Uh, somebody put their hand into the concrete, oh, but they right. weren't quite important enough that oh, they wrote down me. who it was. It was me. I you knew can it. Put my, yeah. You can, you put can my tell the <laughs> Excellent. Super, super. <laughs> so you'll have to come down and write your name on it on yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, Perfect. of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how much fun must there have been putting this um, exhibition together? Well, the one thing I, I really enjoyed about the collection is that 
Sometimes in big museums, they buy all the shiny stuff and and what is understood by the criteria of the museum to be the best things to get or the best example of something or the most uh, impressive thing in an auction house or what a trustee to the museum wants to bestow onto it. And uh, for me, the interesting thing about the collection of the city of Melbourne is it's a little bit somewhere between being a museum collection and also kind of a junkyard or a storage area (laughs) of things that have fallen off of buildings in the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stories made by the making of the city itself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can remember a year or so ago, it might have been longer now with COVID, who knows, yeah. uh, but it was um, tickets and and bits and pieces like that in exhibition That's that right. the City Gallery did. And they had all, and the you know, curator actually said at that stage, you know, like, it's junk. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's full of all this amazing, it's, you know, they've kept it all well, and it's fabulous. It's been kept. They had a very be- beautiful display um of a, a young artist here in the city who went around on the days when the the lockdown began, the first lockdown began, and he photographed what different businesses were putting into the front door of their shop, you know, and some coffee shops were writing down very sincere and beautiful things that we'd miss your patronage and your company and we hope we can come back here mm. and everything else like that. And then like the store next door is just writing down, uh, yeah, call the customer service department, you know, we're gone. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, these are very important um, moments moments to to, to keep recorded. And, of course, it's the responsibility of the city to do that. um, Uh, Now, now how long is this on for? Uh, until the middle of July time, I believe. Right, yeah. uh, July time. Yeah. That, that's that's a cute way of saying it as well. <laughs> and and when does it open? Uh, Wednesday night at six right. o'clock. So okay, everyone's and welcome. And anyone can just pop in in you know, like business hours. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. Um, and it's free to get get into the exhibition. Yeah, yep. it, it belongs to the city. The, yep. All these pieces belong to everybody here, yep. so they're entitled to go and see them. Yep. And there's a 32 page publication that's free as part of the exhibition as well so you can take that home and read it or take some copies and give it to your friends Fantastic. and people in your neighbourhood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a and celebration did, did you, of the city in that sense. Did you put that together? The, uh, yeah, I wrote the, the, the essay, yeah. Right. And again, a nice way of um, sometimes when you're a stranger to a city and yeah. you're coming in uh, like me, I'm far from an expert on Melbourne, so yeah. I can kind of get away with having yeah. mistakes and misunderstandings. Um, I've, and, I've got to, though, yeah. uh, thank you, you know, like for bringing in the copies to give us today, <laughs> which he didn't do, people. <laughs> Great. I'm on the jet lag still a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right, sure whatever, you'll, whatever. You'll have to come to claim your, your uh, handprint exactly. on Wednesday. Stay night, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was a sneaky way of making sure we go and get it ourselves. Yeah, go and get it. Exactly. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, like you're such an, a nice person, and the exhibition sounds fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Great. Thanks so much. But yeah. Thank you so much. We were talking to our uh, Sean Lynch, the curator of uh, the Zide Lines here on Joy ninety four point nine Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. 
go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. 